Welcome to Educate to Self-Regulate, a podcast for educational leaders, teachers, and students, where in less than 20 minutes, we unpack educational research to support you and your students to become better learners. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Rory. It is good morning. A few things have changed since the last time I've seen you, Shai. Yeah. Where are you and what time is it where you are? So I am currently sitting in my parents' house in Ireland. It is 6.53 a.m. and I'm up with you completing the podcast while I'm on my school holidays. Oh, man, that is that is commitment at a whole nother level. Cool. And, uh, you, you know, what's happening? What else? Managed to finish my master's two weeks ago, oh. just before I left home, which was a, yeah, a really busy time, given that it's also school reports and things like that. But it's a, it's a nice relief to have it off off my shoulders now. And we can focus on maybe doing some more episodes of the podcast. Yeah, mate, that's epic. Congratulations. On... How about you? How's things? Yeah, good, man. I just, I, I think I just want to acknowledge the the workload that comes with doing a master's and working full-time in education for all the all the teachers and leaders out there who are doing it hats off to you because it is it's a huge ask and uh, it takes a lot of mental space outside of your normal full-time job as well to even think about it and so yeah massive Uh, achievement man i know there's plenty of people as well that do it when they have kids i don't have any kids so i can organize my time as well you know as i want to I know people that have done it with, with two kids and that blows my mind, quite literally <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> well, I actually have been, I've been doing a bit of teaching and like obviously I run my workshops and stuff like that, but I've also been teaching winter term here at the University of Canberra. So I'm teaching a group of master's students. I actually am teaching a pretty cool unit, Applications of Learning and Memory, which is kind of like an intensive unit for seven weeks. Is that part of a, like a teacher training master's or is that something extra like what I've just completed? This particular unit is an elective for both programs. So we have some pre-service teachers in it and we, and we have some like masters of educational studies who have already got their teaching degrees who are also doing it as well. Interesting. Which is pretty uh, cool. on, a, on a personal level, what else? <laughs> and you know, I, I'm big news sure coming up. Yeah, big news, man. I don't, you know, you would remember that I, I spoke at the TEDx Canberra Open Mic Night, and I got a call. I don't know, a couple of days ago, and I've been accepted as a TEDx Canberra speaker for the September main event, which is super, super cool. Big yeah. congrats, mate. We're on Zoom at the minute, and I'm showing you the <laughs> the clapping hands emoji because that is no mean feat at all. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. The big question: How do we motivate students? We've started to collect questions from the educators that we get to partner with and and work with but one of the questions we chose to start with was goal setting how do we help students set goals and goals are seen as this thing that helps to motivate students as like a primary tool that can be used for motivation and so therefore helping the students helping students to set goals should essentially make them more motivated that's the general theory would you say shy yeah, I think so. I was thinking about what we said in a previous episode where I was talking about like, you know, motivation being a reason to act. And I think goals can be a reason to act. Yeah, but there's quite a few challenges to this question. One other thing that I've like, this is something that I'm going to be totally honest with. I have found incredibly difficult over the years that I have taught. One of the challenges that I've often thought of is, you know, is a shared learning intention for the class the same thing as helping a student set a particular goal that is useful for them that's something that i've wrestled with and also the challenges around the length of talk length of time that a goal should be that you should set a goal for and i have definitely been guilty of you know 
running some goal setting sessions at the start of the term and then not being you know able to get back to them as regularly as I had wanted to in order to, to check in on those goals, evaluate those goals, which is as important of part of the process as setting the initial goal as well, I think. So I just wanted to acknowledge the difficulty in something that can seem quite simple to begin with. Yeah, I can empathize with the challenges because I have, you know, we said this question a couple of weeks ago and, and obviously went our own way to, to just put some thinking down on paper and, and I have wrestled with the question for the last few weeks because when I set out to, to write down my initial thinking, I thought it'd be an easy question to answer. And then as I dug deeper, I was like, actually, like this, this is complicated. How do we help students set goals? I think formal education has a set of goals. And often as teachers, we have our learning intentions and success criteria. Yep. So we have these teacher set, teacher regulated goals. Yep. And in some they way, they might not always be valued by the students. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I've been thinking about. I think our students have different goals to perhaps the goals that we set. Mm. Are we helping students to find value and purpose in the goals that assistant yeah. of this of, of the formal education experience? Yep. Or do we genuinely care about the goals that our students have? And so in actual fact, that question is is correct. How do we help students set their own goals? Yeah. Or perhaps at a deep level, <laughs> maybe this is getting too philosophical, but is it, is it helping our students to uncover their own goals and helping them to find alignment between their own goals and the goals of formal education? We're getting deep. Really yeah, yeah we're getting that. really deep. <laughs> I guess there's plenty of stuff we can talk about, even if, if on we... Sur- on a surface level. On a surface level, like what is a goal in a classroom and what are the different types of goals? Yeah, and then perhaps what are the practices that we're that we might even suggest or use in our own kind of teaching and learning experience that could support some of these different types of goals that are recommended in the research literature. Okay. Um, So let's say in terms of the, what I just mentioned about the challenges of facilitating goal setting in the classroom, is there anything that can be done in order to make that process more formalized or systemized that you've seen irrespective of, you know, what, what what the type of goal is just yet, but the system of setting goals that yeah. can be done to make it easier? I think the most common practice that I see in schools is where there's there's essentially a set of metacognitive prompts, questions about the types of goals that a student might have or questions that might prompt students to reflect on their goals, whether that be an informal type sort of worksheet or it's it's built into the reporting system or mm-hmm. on a term or semester basis where they're, they're writing down their goals and, and reporting against them. Self-goal setting conferences in a classroom be like an example of that as well. I feel like I would need to help my students, especially in primary school years. I need to help them set what a quality goal and so therefore doing it alongside them there would probably need to be instruction at the beginning but doing it alongside them as more as more of a support or a coach i feel like is, is relevant and is necessary yeah absolutely i think as a first level there's these kind of prompts or these questions that typically might be written down or a set of a series of questions that might act as reflective prompts. And then I think the next level to that would be a goal setting conference or essentially a goal setting conversation. And I think it's really important that a teacher 
is adopting a bit more of a coaching role where they're using questions to help the student gain clarity and only in an instance where perhaps a student is unable to, to articulate their own knowledge or gain clarity, that's when we can paraphrase back as or reframe back for, for students what we think they're, they're sharing with us about their goals. Uh, so we can use that conversation to help the student gain clarity about their goals and essentially help them set those goals. So let's say, you know, I'm going back into the classroom next term and goal setting is going to be a focus for me. And are there any types of goals that we really want to be focusing on in order to enhance motivation, in order to bring about higher quality learning? I think this is a, this is a nice opportunity for us to kind of talk about performance versus mastery goals. And, you know, in secondary schools, we often see students and even in tertiary settings, we see students set performance approach goals where they're essentially setting a grade as like, you yeah. know, I want to get a high distinction or I want to get an A. Yeah. And I think that that happens a lot, even in, you know, primary years. Uh, and I think that I've also wondered why that is. Sometimes it could be because those like marks are discussed at school. Sometimes it's because those marks are on reports, which the students read. Sometimes I also think, and this is just a hunch, that it might be to do with the media that students consume that ultimately has school life in. Like, so if they're watching TV programs or they're watching movies, and there's always this discussion around, you Great. know, marks and grades, especially in American TV shows. And I don't know. I don't, that's just a hunch of mine. I don't know whether that's true or not. It, it could be, it could be there's, there's perhaps subtle indicators in, in the environment on multiple levels. levels. Schools still yeah. have, you know, I think schools might not even be aware. I remember a school that used to, you know, at the end of year 12, post grades being, being published, mm -hmm. it was a celebration event for those students yeah. who got your 99.95s and et cetera. Yeah. And those students were celebrated and, and that, sends a message to students oh, definitely. That, we value, yes. that we value yeah. this high performance where we, we value this grade. And so typically that's, that's a type of goal that students can set. And there's, you know, that's what we would call a performance approach goal. It can be, can be extrinsically motivating for some. It's, it's the flip side of that, which is the performance avoidance goals. When, when some students are sort of saying, well, I don't want to fail. And so yeah. they're setting like a, a pass grade as a performance goal because yep. like a fear of failure. And that's, that's for me, that's when alarm bells will go off. And, and I think, you know, there's this, the body of research that su suggests that those types of performance avoidance goals, when we're, we're avoiding failure, yeah. um, suggest like concerns about really kind of an approach here. Yeah. A learning approach. Yeah. So the other side of performance goals, and I know, you know, Rory, you're pretty knowledgeable in space too, is, is what we call mastery goals. And so your mastery goals are essentially focusing on the the learning process the skills the the techniques that underpin or the daily activities essentially that underpin you know the broader performance and so i remember a study it's a i think it was by fishbock and Choi done it many years ago but it was a, an exercise study two groups one group focused on losing weight and the other yep. group was focused on doing the exercises correctly yeah, uh, and uh, the study demonstrated that the the group that focused on doing the exercises correctly every day actually lost more weight than the group that was focused on just losing weight. So interesting, <laughs> very interesting. What a simple study that that demonstrates performance yeah. versus mastery goal, and and the importance of us focusing on the mastery goal and focusing on that daily effort and and strategy. Yeah. 
And something for me, like being a primary school teacher, I always want as much as as much as is possible is to have my students focus on mastery. And I try to talk about learning with mastery language, you know, in terms of growth, in terms of using strategies, trying to show areas where growth has been achieved. And then that can be sometimes difficult to, and this is a good segue into the next type of goals I think we were talking about. If a student has a goal of, I want to get better at writing, which is a mastery goal, uh, you know, but it's very broad. There needs to be ways to have a more, to measure like a tangible measure of the growth. And I think that's where process and outcome goals can be really useful. You know, an outcome goal is an end point that, that like that A or, you know, a perfect paragraph of writing. It's a, it's a goal set purely on a, a destination, whereas outcome goals are usually focused on a strategy or a series of techniques that are put in place one after the other in order to then eventually achieve a, an end result. And that allows the students to, when they're evaluating or when they're thinking about their goals, they can go back to the series of steps or the series of techniques that they needed to use. And that enables them to measure their success really well. Yeah. Rory, are you familiar with the, there's a New South Wales government document about growth goals? I don't know if you've- I'm actually not, no. No, so Andrew Martin's work from the University of New South Wales and other researchers as well who contributed and influenced that document. That's obviously a, a education document for schools but yeah, yeah. that has a lot of alignment with what you just shared and i think in that particular document which i'll i'll, I'll drop the link in the podcast episode perfect right? but there's a table in that document that it talks exactly about uh sort of the process versus outcome but i think they call it learning goals which the, the first stage being learning goals where you learn the strategy or you learn the stem the process mm-hmm. goal being the application of of the strategy and then the product goal or the outcome goal being, you know, once you've got to that kind of that end point. And so I think the suggestion there, which I'm starting to learn a little bit more about as I dig into like achievement goal theory is that goals can also be time dependent. So where you yeah. are in the learning process changes the nature of the goal you set. And so I think that's, that's really important to keep in mind as well. There's a perfect journal article, which highlights exactly what you just said. It's Zimmerman and Kit Santis. I think the date was 1999, but we'll also drop that link in there. And it's basically highlighting what you just said. Very quickly, they talked about how it was a a short writing task, taking sentence kernels and putting them into one coherent sentence. And they found that the best outcomes in terms of the writing skill, self-efficacy and intrinsic interest were all greatest whenever they had that transitional goal where the students first worked on or the participants first worked on a process goal which then transitioned into an outcome goal afterwards so they were supported to make that transition as they became uh they had greater mastery in terms of what they were trying to achieve yeah so there we go so i guess in terms of key takeaways just for, for the listeners there you know obviously there's a focus on mastery goals there's a focus on helping our students transition between goals and understanding that yeah. goals look different depending on where you are in a learning process or a learning task. And that's important to think about, but also to think about how we can better build in goal setting conferences, both at the start and at the end, or even throughout to help our students stay accountable to their goals. 
and how that will work in your classroom is something that I think is one of the trickiest things to kind of is to manage and it's probably it's a process like most of self-regulation that it's a practice it's evolving all the time that's something that you always say to me you know I see self-regulated learning or self-regulation as a practice that you can always try to refine and get better at goal setting in the classroom I know is certainly one of those things for me yeah, cool. Now, Rory, this is a nice point in our podcast episode today, which comes time for our favorite segment. On the reg, which is where we talk about how we're using self-regulated learning or their practices in our everyday lives. Do you want to kick us off, Shai? Because I know you're a yeah, big goal setter. Cool. I, I, you know, I was thinking about how I apply goal setting in my own life. And I don't know if, it, if any of the listeners who read my blog, which is available via my website, but I posted a blog article earlier this year that actually documented how my wife and I apply goal setting and I guess vision boarding a little bit. Yep to our own personal relationship and our, our family. We actually took some time away to, to go and think about what our goals as a family were for this year as yep. part of a bigger vision and, and to sort of break that down. And we actually have them up on poster paper in our, our bedroom. I think that's so that, that really, really cool. So that we constantly kind of revisit the life that we're trying to create. And I guess the, the, the step further for anyone who's, who's read Atomic Habits by James Clear, yep. you know, he talks about impl- implementation intentions, which I've kind of started to dig some of the research. And I think there's, there's benefit in thinking about, okay, even when you've got this kind of goal, what's the actual implementation intention? What's the next step? How will you hold yourself accountable for, for the action that's going to happen on a daily or a weekly basis? And I think there's links there to, to mastery goals essentially as well. So if you're interested, maybe have a read of that article, but uh, how about yourself? It's a great read. I've got two, but two examples of where my knowledge of goal setting and goal theory kind of applies in my life. The first one was in finishing off my master's over the past two to three months. You know, there've been a lot of times where I felt really challenged, felt overwhelmed by, by the workload and really emotions were, were quite high. Um, and so what I ended up doing in those times was paying close attention to my self-talk and trying to regulate my self-talk around mastery. You know, I was asking myself questions like, why did I start the master's? What was my intention whenever I started out? And it was always just to be a better teacher. And when you realize that the reason that you're learning is just to be better at the thing that you care about or the thing that you want to do well in, to me, that's always quite alleviating of pressure. And then that allows you to think more clearly. It allows you to, it it definitely made me feel more motivated. And that's what, it's essentially what regulation of motivation is. It's to manage your thinking process into in order to engage with the task in a more direct or a motivated way. Absolutely. And I, I guess I want to just touch on that shift that you made with your master's and thinking about that, it sounds like you had managed to shift from almost an extrinsic kind of motivator to a much more intrinsic yeah. process, mastery focused yeah. form of goal, which obviously, yeah, as you said, just alleviated that level of pressure that comes with extrinsic or external expectations cool so it sounds like we are applying goal setting in our lives in a range of ways i think this is about time for us to wrap it up shy if you are a new listener to the podcast make sure you share it with friends save it or subscribe and if you have any questions and we really want to hear from our listeners if you have any questions or comments send us a dm through either of our social media channels which is twitter and instagram at 
ed to self reg so edto self reg and i think that's us for the episode shy um, and as always to you and everyone else out there keep regulating